You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 30. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset tools and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go. Do you believe in love at first sight? Or do you dream of it? Do you idealize it? Do you think that if you experience love at first sight, then the relationship will be stronger and feel more right? Then this could be costing you the true, long-lasting and healthy relationship that you want. Today's episode is about love at first sight, and I might as well tell you now that I'm going to poke a hole in the myth about love at first sight. And I have data to back me up. And then I'm going to give you an alternative vision. What the beginning to healthy, long-lasting love also could look like. And this is the first episode in a mini-series of three about something that we all like to feel and have in our life, which is love and attraction. So what do I mean when I speak about love at first sight? You both noticed each other from a distance. You locked eyes and time stood still. You could just feel it. This is destiny. You are meant to meet and you are meant to be together. It feels like there's a higher power involved, a spiritual connection, and you feel the butterflies in your stomach. Maybe he's your soulmate. There's a strong attraction and you feel like there is nobody else in the room, only him. When people share how they felt when they experienced that famous love at first sight, then it's something like this they say. And you hear couples talk about it retrospectively, that when they met, they just knew, and it was love at first sight. But is it really love? Can you feel love for a person that you just met? And is it true that you can feel that you are meant for each other? Or is it a confabulated memory that idealizes the meeting between two people who felt attracted to each other and then fell in love and then later became a couple? Does love at first sight in reality belong to a fantasy world of fairy tales and the prince on the white horse? Now, it's important to notice that there's a difference between falling in love and loving someone, and there's a difference between cultures in how we use these expressions. The cultures that I have lived in, in Denmark for instance, we don't say I love you to anyone unless they are close family or a romantic partner. Love is a big word there. You don't just throw it around to people you've never met in person, for instance. And falling in love is only the initial stage of a romantic relationship. It's the stage where you're basically momentarily insane. The hormones are hijacking your brain. You feel obsessed with the other person and you can't stop thinking about him and you idealize everything he does and says. Then if everything goes well, this is replaced by true love, which is characterized as a more deep, calm and connected feeling. There's intimacy, trust, compassion, commitment, as well as the passion and attraction that is part of being in love. These feelings develop as you get to know someone You normally won't expect to feel intimacy and commitment after a brief encounter. And you might not even be falling in love after only one meeting. But you can feel attraction and you can feel infatuation. 
This is a mix of passion and admiration for another human being. There's actually a team of researchers who published a study about love at first sight in which they investigated the phenomenon empirically. They wanted to see if it's something people report feeling right after meeting someone or if it's only something couples talk about retrospectively, so looking back and remembering that it was love at first sight. And they studied this with 396 participants that were mostly students from Germany and the Netherlands, and they let them meet each other either by watching their photos or attending in-person events. And the idea was to simulate a little bit meeting each other online, like on a dating app, or in a bar or a speed dating event. They were then asked if they felt love at first sight with any of the participants, and they were asked to rate how attractive they found the person they met, if they felt some kind of predestined connection, and a lot of other things related to their feelings for this person, such as passion, intimacy, and commitment. And love at first sight was experienced 49 times by 32 individuals. So 32 out of 396 individuals, which is not even 10%. And here's what's funny. 33 of the 49 instances of love at first sight was from online meetings or watching a photo. Only 16 was from in-person meetings. So you could say that it's a bit weird that someone can experience love at first sight just from watching a photo. But maybe this could be because it leaves a lot up to imagination about the other person and the brain gets permission to idealize this person without experiencing things that contradicts that. This was not discussed by the authors of this article, but I found it to be quite remarkable. And as you can expect, people who experienced love at first sight, they also reported feeling a high level of attraction towards the same person. So what they could calculate was that for one unit increase in the attraction score, there was a nine times higher chance of experiencing love at first sight. In other words, when you find someone physically attractive, there's a higher chance that you will perceive it as love at first sight. The group of people who reported feeling love at first sight had generally higher scores in feelings that were related to love than those who didn't but they were lower than those who were in existing couples who were also asked to score their feelings for each other. These were scores on intimacy and commitment, which normally takes time to develop, and the authors concluded that this score reflected more a readiness to experience those feelings with the other person than it actually reflected the feelings being present. And the general conclusion was that love at first sight is a strong initial attraction that some label as love at first sight either retrospectively or in the moment of the first sight. It does not reflect love, but at best a readiness to experience love. And that is important. The readiness, the openness. But what I also found was very interesting in this study was that for none of the people who experienced love at first sight, it was reciprocated by the person they felt it for. The target for their love at first sight did not feel the same. It wasn't a magical, spiritual, mutual, soulmate connection. It was just a one-sided experience, which is a bit sad to think of, right? Now, I did not take the time to evaluate the quality of this study, and I'm not an expert in statistics, so I want you to take this with a grain of salt. 
The study design seems to me to be a little bit confusing, but nevertheless, I found it interesting to see that someone actually did a real study on this, and they did find a very strong correlation between attraction and the perception of love at first sight. So if love at first sight is just initial attraction, then why do we glorify it to be something ideal? Well, probably because it is idealized in movies, literature and media in general, and we believe that love is more true and it's meant to be when it was love at first sight. It's not very romantic to talk about feelings that develop over time. Then it's better to have a story that someone didn't like each other at all, and then all of a sudden things change. But the story about love and attraction developing as you get to know someone, it just feels less appealing to most people than if it was this kind of inner knowing that just appeared in a split second when we met the one. But why is it a problem to dream of love at first sight? Well, knowing now that it's most likely just a physical attraction, here are five reasons it could be a problem to believe that a romantic relationship should always start with love at first sight. First of all, you would target the wrong guys. Using attraction as a criteria is not always working in your favor. The men we are initially attracted to are not always the ones that can offer a healthy, long-lasting relationship. Our default attraction compass is not necessarily geared towards what is best for us. And I'm going to talk more about attraction in the next episode of this mini-series, so stay tuned for that. The second reason is that if you have this fairy tale as a goal or something you dream of, you make yourself more vulnerable for attracting a love bomber. Someone who is showering you with love, compliments and presents way too early, completely out of proportions, and where in reality it is emotional manipulation. And the third reason, even if it's not a love bomber, when you meet someone you feel instantly attracted to, your judgment is clouded and is more difficult to assess the person and the connection. And then the fourth reason, which is probably the most important one, If you secretly dream of love at first sight and wait for this to be the only right way of meeting someone, you might miss out on the healthy, stable and interest-driven connection that can lead to a long-lasting and loving relationship. And finally, the fifth reason, it seems that love at first sight is not often reciprocated, at least from this study. So it's not a sign that you are meant for each other or that you are each other's soulmates. So what is then the alternative to love at first sight? Let me introduce to you a new concept that I personally feel is so much more useful. Curiosity at first sight. And here's why I like that. Curiosity is you being open and interested. Not swept off your feet, not doped and clouded by all the feel-good hormones, but also not instantly judging someone. You are open, curious and interested. You want to get to know him more. You might be intrigued, fascinated, or inspired. There's something about him that makes you want to explore this connection. Something you like. A path you want to go down to see where it takes you. It's like when you visit a new city for the first time and you notice these little streets and passages that you just have to go down to see what's on the other side of the corner. And then you get to know him more and more and you start to really like him. And I mean like as in like spending time with him, talking to him, laughing with him, being around him and 
When you are with him, you not only feel that you can be yourself, you feel that it's actually encouraged. You like the person he is, and you also like the person that you are when you're together. And then you start to feel attracted, and you want to be close to him, and you feel connected, you're on the same page. It's not a game where you try to pull him in or chase him down. It's two people who want to see each other. And here you maybe fall in love. Not at first sight, but maybe at 15th sight. So I suggest to you that you let your curiosity be your guide instead of waiting for love at first sight. And I suggest that this is a new and more mature way of connecting with a future partner. Looking for a man who makes you curious to know more about him. So that was my take on the myth about love at first sight. I hope you found it useful and it helped you step out of the fairy tale and into real life, where you don't have to eat a poisoned apple or sleep a hundred years for the magic to happen. You can have love at 15th sight with the most amazing, loving man here in the real world. And I'll be back next week with the second episode in this mini-series. And as I mentioned, this one is going to be about attraction. So look forward to that. And if you are curious about what it would be like to work with me as your private coach, you can schedule a free consultation call in the link in the show notes or on my website, Lærke the Love Coach, L-A-E-R-K-E. And in this call, we chat for 45 minutes and you get clarity on whether this is something for you. And I would love to talk to you, so hit the link and book a call. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful week. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast and then you'll also help other women find it. 